It's all about the journey. It's not about like the end result. The end result's always awesome, but you got to be doing something else after the end result. That's the key to everything. And that's why I think I've done so many different things in my life. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Kenny, welcome to the Free Time Podcast, man. How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm great, dude. You and I started working together, I don't know, man, sometime earlier this year, probably back in like April or May, and uh, I feel like we're on weekly calls like, literally every week and I haven't seen you over the past week and a half and it's sort of surreal to be doing this again, man. Honestly, it's, it's given me uh, great memories with working with you and, and, and Anthony, dog. So it's yeah. good to see you again. It's been fun, man. Good to see you too. It's been, yeah, it's been, I think more than a couple weeks, man. It's crazy. Yeah, dude, time flies, man. And that's kind of like the premise of this show, dude, is like, I feel like so many people think that they just have like all the runway, right. you know, in life to do that one thing or to pick up the phone and make that call that they know they need to make. And it's like the one thing that's consistent that you can bet your bottom dollar is, is that that, that clock is moving, man. That clock is moving. So you got to get with the times and, and, and do that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. You can never stop it, man. It's that's one thing that I realized growing up. It's something you just got to adjust to. You can never stop the time. You just got to keep growing. Yeah. yeah, man. And so I actually want to get into a little bit of your backstory, but for the audience that obviously may not be aware of who you are or, you know, is missing the context. I got to meet you through Anthony um, back in April, middle of this year or so, and obviously worked with you guys on my e-commerce brand. But, but I remember the first time I met you live, you, got, you guys came to my place to help me with like a shoot or something like that. And I remember thinking like, dude, man, this dude's got just kind of a cool, calm, collective poise about him. You know, and then, and then we got to talking, you're super down to earth, come to find out you're like a BMX writer professionally, a musician, like started like three or four companies, all this different shit, right? And I'm like, damn, man, like this is like the modern day, like MacGyver, like modern day, like most interesting dude. And so I just like, I had tons of respect for you, man. I was like, you know, 
as a guy that's trying to make the most out of his life, this is somebody to like keep near and dear. And I want to know like how you got there, bro. Like where did it start for you? This sort of will or this gusto, if you will, to just like be curious by something and go after it, you know, take us back to your childhood and walk us towards where that began for you. Alrighty. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate yeah, it. Man. So when I was younger, I grew up on a farm town in the middle of Utah. I grew up literally like milking cows, you know, moving sprinklers in the middle of fields to, you know, let crops grow. And the town was like population of 1200. It's called Ibram. Mm-hmm. And as I was growing up, you know, I, I, I didn't really have too much influence by a lot of other things because I didn't really like see a city for the first time until I was like 12 years old or so. But as I went into the city, I saw these businessmen and I saw these people doing very important things. And it's a complete different way of life than the little farm town that I grew up at. So that's kind of what sparked my interest getting into the entrepreneur thing. And then the BMX thing, um, when I was about like uh, probably about 12 years old, um, I stayed home from school and I rented a movie called Rad. And it's like, I don't know if many people are familiar with that movie, but it's a, it's a movie with BMX in it. And I was just like uh-huh. fascinated by it. I was, I, I was blown away and I wanted to get a BMX bike. I wanted to build jumps. And that consumed my life nine hours a day, every single day, clear till I turned pro at 18. I rode professionally all through my 20s. But in between, you know, going on tour and traveling all over the place doing skate park demos and all that, I'd be sitting at the airport and it's kind of funny, like I'd be sitting at the airport with like all my professional extreme sports gear, looking at some business guy in a suit in his uh, suitcase. And I'd be jealous of like, what is he doing? You know, I want to, I want to do it. Wow. Then he would be looking at me like, I want to live that life. Like that's that. Kind of <laughs> and you know, it, it's kind of, it, it, it's based off of like being passionately curious. I want to know what it's like to do everything. And so, I've always been curious in a business. You know, I turned professional in BMX, which was great. I loved every bit of it, but I've always wanted to, to know what it was like to own a business. And so this whole time I was like thinking like, what can I do in business? Like, what, what can I do? Like, how can I start my own business? What should it be based off of? Is there a problem that I want to solve that can help everybody's lives easier? And during that time, I was always wearing my shoes sockless because I grew up on a farm, just minimalist, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. When you go sockless, you're sweating in your shoes and all that stuff. And it was always a big issue for me. And I realized that nobody out there has made a sock for people that like to go sockless, but it also protects their feet and their shoes from like, you sweat in your shoes and you just wear them over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's not good. So, so I came up with the idea of inventing not socks, which is a sock that wraps around your shoe insole and not your foot. So you actually pull the insole out of your shoe, wrap the sock around, slide it in, then you stand on the sock. Mm. And that took me a couple of years to actually get it going and get the uh, samples and everything that I needed to do to get it going. I mean, now I could get a, a business going in like a matter of days, but back then I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't really have any help. Yeah. Um, and manufacturers, distribution, all that stuff. And so I was doing that simultaneously with my BMX riding. And mm. when I got bored, my other hobby was music. And that's where my music came from. I started out drumming like in uh, middle school. And then I started playing guitar in high school. And then, you know, I joined a few garage bands and um, 
nowhere, you know, it's like I can play like five different instruments and uh, me and my buddies released an album. The project was called Saunders Saloon. We released an album. We didn't really market it or anything like that. It was actually an EP that we released and we got uh-huh. like five million plays in the first year. Oh, and wow. We like, we never toured or anything like that. We just kind of did it for us. It's like an acoustic trio type project, but yeah, man, I'm all over the place. I'm like, you know, the, the whole business thing and not socks is just one of the businesses that I do now. Yeah. BMX. I'm, you know, I'm starting to pump the brakes on that. Cause you know, I've broken 18 bones, five concussions. It ain't sustainable dog. It, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> And that's probably like the really smart entrepreneur in you too, is like thinking, is this scalable? Is this uh, sustainable? Like, can I do this forever? Can I generate an income where I'm not having to like trade time for money or whatever the case may be? I mean, I don't know if that was what was going on in your mind at all, but maybe, you know, that like jealousy you described in the airport, looking at that businessman, who knows what he was doing, you know, juxtaposed to you, maybe, maybe there's some of that going on for you. That's, right. uh, you know, cued you and be like, I got to figure out what's going on with this. And so let's go back to not socks real quick, man. Like a lot of people listening to the show are like, man, it'd be cool to like do my own thing. But like, I, I don't know that I have like some brilliant invention, like not socks. Or I don't know that I have, you know, an extraordinary idea that the market will pay for. Like when you first came up with that idea, can you work us through how you sold yourself on the concept? Or maybe how you even went out to the market and proved that it'd be a good concept. I mean, I love this story, right? This whole idea of being a minimalist on a farm. And you know, I'm walking around without socks on, too. And you're, you're totally right. There's a problem there. Like, I'm ruining yeah. all the soles of my shoes. But how do you go from, like, idea, like, uh, this may or may not work, to, like, this is going to work, and, like, actually then taking action? What's that psychology like for you? So, basically, like, this is the craziest part is I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that I wanted to start my own business, but I had a problem that I was trying to solve myself and I didn't put the two together for a while. Mm. Like I searched in the internet, I was going into all these stores and trying to figure out if there's like some sort of solution to the sockless lifestyle. I mean, you open up a GQ magazine and 90% of the men in there are sockless. So surely there has to be something out there to solve this issue and there wasn't. So what I ended up doing is uh, I think I went to Walmart and I bought like some beginner sewing machine and I've never sewed before in my life. And I taught myself how to sew. So after I taught myself how to sew, I went and bought fabric that would be like used for socks. And I put my insole, um, I wrapped the fabric around it and then put my insole sew on the uh, sewing machine. And then I sewed around it and I sewed the fabric around my insole and then I cut like a little slit so I could pull my insole out. And I was like, this is gonna work. This is gonna save my shoes. And then the whole time, you know, I was still like, what can I do for a business? What can I do to start like something like, and then out of nowhere, I was like, oh my God, nobody's doing what I just made. And like tons of people would benefit from this. And so, yeah. Uh, so then I, you know, drew out the exact blueprints of how I made it. Then I contacted a bunch of sock manufacturers you can go to alibaba.com and just type in like sock manufacturer, whatever it is that you want to do and yeah. you a bunch of manufacturers. And then you can send them your idea. And then those guys will actually like make a sample for you. The samples are costly, but it's worth it. Once they make the sample, they send it back. And sometimes you have to go through like five reversions of 
of the sample until it's like correct. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a painstaking process, but you just got to get through it. And then once you get through it, then you got to go through like the packaging design and, you know, what are the key points you put on the packaging and what is going to interest the customer to pick this package up. And, you know, there's, there's just so many things to it. I mean, for a while, it makes you feel like you're, you know, manufacturing parts for a private airplane. <laughs> it's a big yeah. head, but after a while, like once you actually get everything together, you're holding the packaging of your own product with the product yeah. out of it that you invented or that you created, you know, it's, it's worth it in the end. It's, it's pretty crazy. Dude, it is a pretty, uh, you know, it's put in your words, rad experience that I remember the first time I like sourced my first product from China and like I branded it. They were using little salt shakers, nothing too crazy, but like, I remember coming home and like seeing that the package had arrived of like the initial samples and like, holy shit, man, like just a few months prior, this was just like a random idea that I felt like I saw an opportunity towards and fast forward four months into the future, here it is. And like seeing it in the real time, man, like that does something for you. Like that all of a sudden makes you an agent for yourself. You're like, wow, like I have the ability to go out and like shoot a shot and like see something like big come from it potentially. And it's so cool watching you like light up, talk about that. I can definitely tell like that whole process of developing that product. Really, it started as like you just trying to solve your own problem and kind of being like, you know, having some ingenuity behind it. But I, I can tell like that kind of opened up something in you with regard to physical products and like how to like market, how to source that whole thing. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like, like you're passionate, would you say? That's yeah, a passion yeah. of yours? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely am passionate about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's cool to just create something in your head and then make it come to yeah. life. Like that's the coolest part for me about it. You know, I mean, the money and all that stuff is awesome that comes with like creating your own business. In the beginning, you're not really that profitable, but like for me, yeah. the curiosity part is what makes me passionate about it. I love it, dude. That curiosity, you know, two years ago, prior to me actually starting my e-commerce business, I was in a funk and I didn't realize for the longest time, but I was in a funk because the curiosity part of me had died. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like something happened within me where I was just sort of like going through the motions. I hit a little bit of success and I was like in my head, all right, like I've crossed the finish line. Like this is it. But all of a sudden that little bit of success starts to like not fulfill me as much. And so I completely agree with you, man. Like I know it's so hard for people that are just kind of coming out the gates to actually believe that the money isn't like what they should be doing it for. But that only takes you so far. It's that like desire and that willingness to continue to ask what next, what more, you know what exactly. I'm saying? And I think you've shown that with your life, bro. So exactly. that's a good point. I mean, one thing I discovered early on in life, which I'm very thankful for, and a lot of people get lost on this is everything in life depends on a dopamine hit in your brain. That's it. Like, yeah. so that's why you see so many people create a business or do they do one thing in their life and that's it. And they're yeah. getting that dopamine hit as they're climbing that ladder of what they're trying to succeed. And once they mm-hmm. succeed it, there's no more dopamine hit. And then they, and then they kind of like lose everything that they just built and they don't have yeah. really much attention to it anymore because they've already gotten all of that dopamine hit that they've been wanting to get as they build a business. But then once it's built and once everything's successful and running, you just kind of sit there like, now what, you know, it's like a video game. You play a video game and the whole time you're hooked to it, and, you know, once you pass off the game, you don't really have a desire to go back and play it anymore because you already pass it off. So that just tells you right there that it's all about the journey. It's not about like the end result. The end result's always awesome, but you got to be doing something else after the end result. That's 
that's the key to everything. And that's why I think I've done so many different things in my life. I mean, you know, I like not only on top of not socks, um, you know, I yeah. million dollar business with Anthony J called Bella bold in the beauty industry. Yeah. We just started that, you know, in January of this year It's just hit a million dollars, which is insane. And that is congratulations, man. That's huge. Thank you very much, man. And it's like, you know, just along the way, the journey itself is the best, you know, I mean, if it was like a multi-million dollar business and we didn't have to do anything anymore and it was just, you know, income, like that's awesome. But like the journey itself is the best part, you know, like that's what I've learned to really harness in on yeah. and enjoy. And it's, you know, that's life. That's just how it is. Absolutely, man. And and, and that story with you and Anthony building Bella Bolt, I remember correctly, like both of you were kind of like, attacking the e-com thing on your own, you know, kind of hitting your head against the wall in the beginning, just trying to figure out like what would stick. And then you found each other. And like, literally it's kind of cool to see how, like, I guess your efforts of what people would perceive as failures or errors sort of compounded into this like awesome million dollar brand in like what, like 11 to 12 months. But talk to us about like the early stages, right, man? Like that's what everybody is, is struggling with you know people are coming out the gates we're all starting from somewhere and it's so easy to like look at bella bull now or not socks and be like all right like he did it worked for him great i realized that he went through some shit in the beginning but they don't ever really see the beginning and you talked about the dopamine effect once you kind of get some momentum going and you're asking yourself you know how you can continue to grow and scale but how do people stay with it in the beginning you know how do you keep your head in the game once you found that idea and you're like all right i want to curate this into it action how do you stick it out in the beginning just realizing that hey listen you're doing something new failure in some shape or form is going to be inevitable but i'm going to continue to show up what's that been like for you so it's it's a bit tough you know in the beginning it it is really hard you got to put in the hours i mean like like going back to not socks um you know i built that everything was done and there's not really much for me to do the business was automated so then i started a clothing company called ttm lifestyle which is now a huge brand Mm. up selling it but i went through that built it up to where it was a recognizable brand now it's all over mtv and you know Mm -hmm. a part of my life that i love but at the same time i wasn't passionate about it and that's the key thing you got to be passionate about what you're doing and the clothing was just not that for me so then you know manufacturing your own products doing all this stuff just was a huge headache for me and like delivery times and distributions and all that stuff and so um the funny thing is anthony and i were friends for years before we started business together and um we didn't like we didn't really like talk much over social media or anything like that we we're friends over instagram by the way and one day he just hit me up about promoting uh my music that i was telling you about and you know i found out that he was really good at facebook ads and so then i was like hey wait i've started a drop shipping business because drop shipping you're you're not messing with any sort of uh sort of like physical product that you're manufacturing. You're basically white labeling, you're putting your product on another product that exists. And so to me, I was like, heck yeah, I can get away from manufacturing my own products, which is a huge process, huge headache. So I hit Anthony up and I was like, Hey man, like I see that you're good at Facebook ads. I'm good at this stuff. And I've already got some dropshipping stores built on the side. I just need somebody like you to help me out. And we're both just such easygoing people that we're like, let's just do this 50, 50, man. Like there was no big, yeah. Like Anthony and I, like, we don't even have a contract in place with each other and we own a million dollar business together. That's why, I mean, that that's wow. shows how relaxed we are as people. 100% man. 
we're just very honest with each other and all that. So in the beginning, it was very hard, man. We were putting in 12 to 14 hours per day. We weren't paying attention to our girlfriends whatsoever. They were getting, because <laughs> like Anthony and I would just be on Zoom like we are right now doing this interview, except for 14 hours per day. Like he would knock out a bunch of stuff that I wasn't good at. And then I would knock yeah. out, he wasn't good at. And it literally was like the perfect 50-50 partnership, you know, because literally like the things that I was failing on before I met Anthony was the stuff that he's good at and vice versa. Yeah. And coming together, it was like, we were just like a, a major business person. It was, it was insane. And then out of nowhere, like we started Bella Bold in January and right now it's what, like mid-September, you know, close to yeah. million dollar business within, you know, that many months. And it, it's absolutely crazy, but it's a ton of work. And one thing that you got to understand that for anybody out there that's starting a business is there's always going to be crazy hurdles that you got to jump over. Mm -hmm. I mean, even right now, like with us being as successful as we are, we're still running into major issues. We have to figure out how to, you know, jump over these issues and keep going. And then all of a sudden, like another major issue hits and it's like, should we just like give up and start something yeah. different? But you just got to keep yeah. going. And it's just the journey that you just got to realize, like the fun part. Yeah, man. Keep going. Dude, I love that you bring that up, man. You know, I think so many people, especially with social media, show, you know, the wins. And the wins are great, right? But they're they're literally a small, small part of the journey. And what people need to realize is that the constant, the constant is hurdles, problems. Like those things are always gonna be there. It's it's a given. And so for you to be brand new into a venture or whatever, a, a side hustle, passion project, and to be telling yourself that like, oh, it's gonna be like, you know, a breeze walk or a cakewalk or to come up against a couple of things and then just be willing to just like give up like immediately. Like you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for, for failure because no matter like how much you level up in life, you're going to trade up to bigger problems. So from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like you just got really good at like embracing that problems are going to be there. I mean, it almost sounds like you actually like, like welcome them. Like, okay, like this is a sign that like I'm actually progressing versus digressing. And I mean, that's a kind of a very interesting mindset to adopt because it not only gives you like better mental health but when those things do come up it's like oh yeah i was expecting this now we go to the drawing board and now we find a way to address it rather than thinking that the issues with us and it's time to retreat back down the hole so thanks for sharing that bro that's that's really good stuff of course so bella bowls a million dollar business you've talked about your curiosity factor i mean what are you curious about now like what, what's next for the company or what's next for you man really i'm, I'm just selfishly kind of curious because you always got your eyes on something so i think there's something that we can learn about if there's a new trend you've spotted that we should all kind of be thinking about man i don't know i mean like anthony and i are always brainstorming on what what is next for us because we realize that like even bella bold aside we got to stick together as business partners because we work so well together and we we are very successful together but we yeah. are you know who knows like i'm scared to do something by myself again you know because like things have been going so well with anthony yeah it's a security blanket now exactly and and it's the same with him we, we're just like man like this is crazy but i think you know future wise we just got to look into the future. Like what is the future going to hold? I mean, there's like virtual reality, there's 3d printers, there is like all yeah. these things that are starting to come up and we need to figure out how to be part of that somehow, some mm -hmm. way. Um, my ultimate goal though, 
which is when I'm settling down and I'm like not trying to hustle as hard. My ultimate goal is I want to have like either a coffee or a whiskey business or even both combined coffee whiskey business. And it's funny because Anthony's dream is kind of the exact same. So we both might end up owning some big distillery or something at some point. And then I love working on cars. I just rebuilt my whole engine by myself. That's another hobby. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I would love to just, you know, have some sort of an auto shop, except like some sort of boutique-ish auto shop where it's like very clean and not like all dirty and grimy and all that stuff. But yeah. Something different, like change the game in, in the auto. Like a, like an artisanal experience, like exactly. bring in the Volvo, maybe have like, like a, like a co-op shared workspace where you can work on your car and then you'll get like a coffee or a whiskey chat about like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 3D that printers was- or whatever's coming through the pipeline, but like, have it be like a club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like people can invest with one another on these exactly. different opportunities and still be social about it. Right. <laughs> exactly, man. And that's like, that to me is like living like that's something that is just like, you know, if you're, if you're having stress in your life, you can go to a place like that and just relax yeah. and you work on things like physically work on things, you know, like all of your stress just starts to go away because you're so focused on what you're working on. And so that would be like my ultimate goal is just like if I had just the extra money to spend to start that stuff. I'd a hundred percent do it, you know, cause that's, yeah. that's what life is all about is the experience of it. But um, yeah. for now, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to keep, you know, doing what we're doing with Bella Bold. Um, we might start another brand here soon just to have like a second brand going as well. Um, but like I said, you know, as far as what the future holds, like, any entrepreneur out there has to be aware of like what's coming up, you know, like right now you can make almost anything 3d print wise. You can, you know, like there, there's just so much stuff out there that, that we have to learn, but you just need to yeah. learn and you need to embrace it and go yeah. for it. I love it, man. I love it. Kenny, you know, this is the free time podcast. I named it the free time podcast because it's the one common denominator that every person has, you know, I don't care if you're looking at a, super mega successful billionaire or a person that can barely, you know, pay their $30 utility bill. Like in some way, shape or form, we all have free time. Mm -hmm. And I believe that free time should be used as an asset, right? To really help people tap into their potential and come to know their true purpose. I'm just curious, man. I mean, you're super interested in all these different things and you've, you know, created great waves in all these different spaces. What is your relationship now with free time? I mean, it sounds like you've certainly leveraged it really well in the early part of your career, even up, up until now, growing these brands. But like, what does that look like for you now? And, 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 and how has it helped you kind of discover more of, you know, what really sets you on fire and where some of your true talents and skill sets are? So it's weird. I've, I, I've had free time, but I haven't. Because when I do have free time, I work on a hobby, which is like music or something like that. And then or else I'm like riding my bike or something like that. And so- yeah like now I'm starting to really set like time aside to just do nothing, like sit in complete silence. Um, I've gone into meditation for a while. um, And, you know, that's really helped me as far as thinking. And I think as far as like entrepreneurship goes, thinking is the most important part because every single thing that you see in front of you came from a thought and it wouldn't be there if that person wasn't sitting around having free time thinking, you know, right that's what I'm really trying to train myself to do in all of my free time now. Like not only like clearing my head, but also like, instead of being like, 
you have to hustle, grind, 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 like they, they always tell you to do, like you watch any influencer and they're like, I've been grinding 24 seven. I've been up since four in the morning and I've been working since nine o'clock at night. You know, it's like that stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes you need to go through that, but it's very important to relax and have some sort of free time to where you can clear your head to where you can think straight and think of these bigger ideas to push you forward. And so um, my biggest thing that I'm dealing with right now is I'm obviously always doing five things at once. That's how I've always been. And I'm just really trying not to now. I'm really trying to like work on a couple things and then just like, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon or something like lay on the couch and just set an hour aside to not listen to music, not look at my phone screen, just sit in complete silence and then just let it come to me, whatever is going to come to me for my next idea. Or if I just need to put my brain to sleep for a second. Dude, I'm so happy you touched on the silence thing, man. It's, it's, uh, it's actually Denver startup week right now. And I got this dope shirt from my homies pop up. It says silence sound of trees falling. And I don't know, like people were like pulling me aside, left and right. Like, yo, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I was like, honestly, like, I just enjoy silence because I feel like everything that we call the question that we doubt that we like overanalyze can be answered from within. Like, I think that we all have like this, like, I don't know, I call it like like an internal compass, a guiding light. There's a voice there that's like wanting to give us all the answers that we could ever, ever like really want to know. But somewhere in this crazy fast-paced society where there's external noise, internal noise, we've like lost, we've we've lost like, you know, an ear to that. And so people would just be willing to like sit down and be comfortable with like silence and themselves. There could be actually a lot of beauty on the other side of that. But I think it's actually a lot harder for people than what it sounds like. I mean, like sit down, no technology, like no TV, no social. I mean, talk to us about what that was like in the beginning. I mean, I'm happy to share my story once you kind of share yours, but it's kind of like an uncomfortable thing. It really is. It is, man. So I've noticed, especially this day and age, when you're always looking at a computer, like 99% of people do this, and I don't care what anybody says. This is just how it is. You're either watching your computer, like on the internet, and then when you're not doing that, you're looking at your phone screen. And when you're not doing that, you're watching TV or something. You're constantly looking at a screen. And so what I noticed when I stopped looking at screens and just went to complete silence and just dealt with myself and just like had alone silence time with myself. Yeah. And literally like you can feel your brain just kind of start almost pulsating. Like it starts to hurt because you're not, you're not focusing for a second. You're just letting go. You're just releasing. And yeah, that is so important to stay engaged. And um, I, I think I've talked to you about this, but I have a cabin and fishing. Mm-hmm no Wi-Fi, there's no cable, there's no cell phone service. So when I go there, I have no choice but to put all of this technology aside and I just get grounded again. I find myself again. And it's really hard. Like in the beginning, it's really boring. It's like, oh man, like, what should I do? Some fidgety. I'm trying to like figure out what to do because that's what I do on my daily basis. And then I get really bored after that. And then after a day or two, it becomes a very spiritual experience. And I don't, it's like, I find myself again. And I do not want to go back to like all the screens and all the stuff that I do to make my income so I can live my life comfortably. But it's, uh, it is so important. And I see people all the time, like you can just tell where they're just drained yeah, because they're not putting time aside to just, just be, that's it. Just be. Yeah, yeah man. 
Now, I love that we're talking about this. I mean, I, I know you got crystals. I got crystals too. And oh, yeah. I mean, I like them. I believe in the, in, you know, the energy and the healing power behind them. But uh, quite frankly, I like it too, because if you're a person that's having a tough time just being, it can be like a replacement for your phone or for whatever thing that you want to fidget with, right? To just be like still with like this thing that's of the earth, that's like spanned like literally like hundreds of thousands of centuries and just tap into that power and just like connect with that. Like it's it's powerful. And people that have never tried this are probably like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? But again, so much of coming to like know yourself is being willing to like go against the grain a little bit, man. Like if you've been doing something for so long and it's not getting the results that you want, Try something else. You know, stick your neck out there. You might just find that, okay, this holds some truth or some bearing for me. So I love that, man. I love that. Now, I want to talk about, like, so busy entrepreneur, you know, you're, you're doing a great job taking time out for yourself, unplugging, heading out to Utah when you have to, like, decompress. How are you managing personal relationships? Primarily, you know, and let me back up. Let's go back to the beginning. When you set out to do something different, you know, and you've been one way your entire life, there are some relationships that potentially need to, you know, fall by the wayside. I'm kind of going through this right now myself, man, and it's causing me a lot of conflict internally because, you know, some of my relationships that I'm not paying as much attention to right now because they're not serving me at the level that I'm looking to go to, you know, I've got a little bit of a weird clinginess towards because they're a part of my identity. How can somebody that, you know, knows that there's a better life out there for them just past, you know, the next corner, but feels as they're going to be leaving people behind, make a mental or not a mental compromise, but like, I guess, come to some sort of like resolute understanding that it's okay to like, let go of people in the past or things that, you know, are no longer helping them get to where they got to go. I I kind of dance around that question, but how how have you handled that in your life? Because I know that, you know, you don't get to where you are right now without being able to take the time to audit, you know, who's in your circle and if they're helping you versus hurting you with where you want to go. So first of all, you just got to like really just not give a shit what other people think of, of yeah. what you're doing, what moves you're about to do. And uh, you know, when I was kind of younger, I struggled with this because I was like the big pro BMX rider. I was always surrounded by friends and doing all sorts of cool things. But then like I wanted to go this other route and everyone was like, dude, what are you doing? That's whack. And then it started making me judge like, you know, like, like, what should I be doing? Should I be doing what they want me to do or should I be doing what I want to do? And yeah, and it just made me realize like, screw everybody. I'm just going to go on my own path. And you got to realize when you go on your own path, you're going to be so much happier. Even if every single one of your relationships, friends, girlfriends, whatever, whatever it is, if they're not following along with you, like, you're, you're literally like breaking a ball and chain and just leaving it behind because mm-hmm. whatever you are going to be coming into with what you truly want to be doing with your life, new people are going to come into your life. And then you're going to be surrounded by people that truly dig your true self. And yeah, I, I learned a lot of lessons with this, with like relationships, as far as like my personal love life relationships, you know, I've been with girls that, you know, they get mad when I am doing all these other things, like, right. I'm not paying attention to them 24 seven. So they get mad. And then when I travel for like a business trip or I am like, you know, having alone time to like work on my businesses, they get mad. And then it's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like give up everything I'm doing to just sit and watch Netflix with you. Like that's no life. And, and I actually see a lot of people settle into stuff like that. And it's, Mm -hmm. 
it's not that good. You know, it's, it's like, you're just going to end up hitting like a wall. And so I'm fortunate enough to where, you know, I met this girl that I'm currently with, I'm engaged to, and she's a professional figure skater. And so she knows what it's like to like work your ass off to become something. And she's so confident, which is what I've been looking for. Like I'm, I'm very confident myself, but I always tended to date girls that were not that confident. And so mm. like I became their hobby. If I wasn't around, <laughs> you know, it was like, they were like, they, where's my Kenny? Yeah. And they would like send me like a billion text messages in like two hours with me being yeah. in them. And so the girl I'm dating now, like, I didn't think that they existed. Like all it is, is you need to find somebody that's confident as well, like in friends and love life relationships, because like, you know, when I started dating Crystal, you know, it's like, we can go 24 hours without texting each other at all. Like, she, like she can be across the U S on tour for ice skating and I can be over here doing something for, for business. And the only text that we do it like all day is just like, Hey, how's your day going? Good. You good. That's it. You know? And then like, yeah. hey, I'm going to go to bed. Good night. Don't need to like constantly be, you know, somebody's hobby is, is what I'm saying. And, and that goes for yeah. and relationships, you know, it's like, it's hard to find, but just if you go your own way and do what you want to do yourself without caring what other people are going to think of you, like you're going to attract what you need. And it's, I mean, it's literally, the yeah. law. you're going to attract what you need. Yeah, man. Well said. I mean, I completely agree. It's, it's totally making room for you to bring in the people that need to be in your life that ultimately are probably the people that will continue to help you level up too. You know what I mean? And like, it's so interesting, man. I mean, we, we want to just like for the dear life of us, hang on to familiarity. I think I read a thing recently that there's a small part in our brain called the amygdala and its sole job is to, uh, you know, thwart off threats and threat can take the form of whatever is unfamiliar. So let's say, you know, I want to go out and I want to start a podcast, but I've never done it before. It can actually convince me that that's a threatening thing because it's not familiar with, you know, what all a podcast entails. And, and so when you think about it on that like evolutionary level, it kind of becomes laughable. <laughs> it's like, it's no. like, wait, what am I actually afraid of? Like, like, why do I have a death grip on life as I know right now? And so I would just encourage anybody out there to like literally think about it like that. And then ask yourself, like, are you happy like, with who you're with right now? You know, if it's a bad relationship that's not serving you, maybe it doesn't need to be there anymore. Are you happy where you're at right now? If it's not, then get rid of it and realize that like that evolutionary thing is going to be there, but that is in no way, shape or form defining you or your capabilities with taking on that new venture or going out and trying to pave a path of your own too. So exactly. just another way to think about it. That's a little bit more practical, you know, that makes people feel like, Oh, the problem isn't me. Cause I think some people are like, Oh, it's me. I'm feeling this emotion. I'm having this response. I'm not cut out for it. And that's not the case at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. another crazy thing with the brain is if you do something for 30 days straight, your brain gets so used to it, whether you're in like a good state or a bad state. And that's why there's so many people that have like addictions or they're constantly like abusing themselves mentally and they're, they're not feeling like they're good enough. And then once yeah. they start getting out of their shell and they start becoming like who they want, they just yeah. go back to where they were because they need to understand like you need to train your brain for 30 days on whatever you're trying to, to change in your life. And after you do it for 30 days and it's going to start to become natural, but yeah. if it's good for you. It can feel bad for you. Like that's the yeah. craziest part about it. Like, you know what you should be doing, but you just go back to what you shouldn't be doing because 
it feels more comfortable in your brain and like, you know, it, the brain is the craziest thing. And I highly recommend anybody that's trying to make something of themselves or, you know, become an entrepreneur to read self-help books or read like neurological books, like something to where you can start to understand the brain because like, there's so many people out there that, you know, they're people, but they just don't even know how their own bodies work. They don't know how their right. work. And that right. blows my mind. Once you start to understand how you yourself actually functions and works and you understand yeah. how your brain works, like, like, you know, how your computer works, most people do, but they don't know how. Right. Works. And so once you understand how that works, yeah. it's going to change your life completely. And it's, it's going to set you on a lot of right paths. You're going to be less confused throughout your life. And, you know, it's yeah. the best thing you can do for yourself. I'm so happy you brought that up, man. I, I met a girl once. And no lie, this is a true story. This girl, like, legitimately had taken the time to, like, write a manual on herself. You know, she was having a really tough time with, like, dating. She was picking the wrong people. I guess she was being, in her mind, she was being misunderstood. And she got so fed up that she literally sat down and, like, wrote a manual and, like, <laughs> handed it to me. And, like, I remember thinking, like, how bizarre. Like, like this is kind of, like, fucked up. But I mean, not that I mean, this is like, you know, my, in my early twenties, but now that I've grown, I'm like, man, that's probably like one of the most genius things like an individual could ever do to like sit down and take the time and say like detail by detail. Like, this is like what it means when I, when I say this, this is what it means when I'm acting this way. Like that shows a tremendous amount of like commitment first and foremost. And I mean, you can only imagine how that helped her self-awareness and obviously people that she was coming into contact with. So that's a good point. That's and then, cool. That's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, dude. I think I got you thinking now. It might be something you, you think about doing pretty soon. <laughs> and then to habits, man. I read something recently, too, that was kind of like touching on what you just said, man. Like, the first 30 days are tough. And so I'm reading this book right now called The 5 a.m. Club. I'm actually trying to change a couple habits myself. And they talk about how in the first 30 days, it's called the, the uh, destruction zone. So you're literally trying to, like, eliminate years and years of just like habits that are no longer serving you and it's going to feel like mild torture so like just brace yourself realize that like it's going to hurt but after those 30 days you move into something called installation where new neural pathways get to sort of form in the mind that allow like you know a new story to sort of take mold kind of think about like lifting up like the pin of a record player and yeah. dropping it on another track and then 30 days after that that's integration that's when all the beautiful stuff starts to happen that's where things become automatic. Like you said it earlier, bro, in the beginning with like uh, not socks, it took you like so long to get it off, off the ground. Now you can start a brand in like a couple of days or a week. I mean, I don't know. So I think that, that's like a nice uh, telltale sign as to what you said. That uh, it's, again, it just takes the time and the repetition. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Man. And I learned, that, I learned that early on with BMX, you know, like there was yeah. tricks that I was yeah. trying to learn over and over. Like there was, there were certain tricks that literally took me two years to learn and now I can do them like with my eyes closed basically. Cause I've done them so many times and it's just like anything else when you, you know, like with music or with your business, like the more you do them, the easier it comes. And you know, like what you yeah. said, the book you're reading, man, like if, if you're trying to like change yourself at all or anybody, the, the book that I recommend is breaking the habit of being yourself. That book Ooh. is like, it's crazy. It blows breaking my mind. The habit of being yourself. I'm gonna check that one out. Yeah. The one that I was talking about was 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Have you heard of that one? No, I'll, I'll check that one out too. Yeah, I'll drop you a link, bro. Um, well, dude, I want to pivot real quick. I know I got you just for a few more minutes. I want to respect your time. One of the things I'm really, really curious about is this idea of like temptation. You know, I, I don't care who you are, 
what you do, how strong you are. There's always going to be temptation around. So, Kenny, I'm interested to know, man, like, how do you resist temptation of, like, doing the easy thing? You know, the easy thing could literally be, like, I don't know, laying on your couch when you know you've got to, like, you know, get up and do that email or make that phone call. But, like, how do you pass that up, bro, when you know that the choice to do the harder thing is what puts you closer towards where you want to go? Because, I mean, sometimes it's it's very, very alluring, man, for us to just, like, get sidetracked and, like, literally put random obstacles or distractions, you know, in our own way as we try to thwart off something that we know at our core is right for us to do. So talk about that for a bit, man, and just get really human-human on us. So this is going in kind of deep, but, you know, like, straightforward, being broke is hard and being successful is hard. you got to figure out which which hard game you want to play in your life, you know, and and yeah. obviously, the more successful you become, like it's really hard to get there, but like life gets easier once you start to have money to do what you want to do. But all stems from knowing what like the dopamine hits are that you're trying to get in your brain. I mean, that's why so many people, they'll sit on the couch and watch TV or play a video game or get on social media to get those dopamine hits. But really, that's doing absolutely nothing for yeah. them. Like if you take away like the game you're playing, think about it like deeply. When you're watching TV, that's doing nothing for you. It's not like a self-help movie or anything like that. You're just literally watching like the Kardashians or like playing a video game that's doing nothing for you. You're literally sitting there and staring at like a, a screen for hours and hours and hours and you're not moving forward whatsoever. So what I've had to do in my life is I've had to change the dopamine hits around in my whole brain. Like, like I've had to change the dopamine hits of like learning to enjoy working and learning to enjoy like, like I've turned yeah. my into my own game if you will and um you know yeah it's yeah. still hard to do it but like the more you try and train yourself that way it's easier to like do things that matter in your life and that's like the, the clothing company that i talked about that i started it's called ttm lifestyle and ttm stands for things that matter and yeah. why i started it it was like there's so many people that do pointless shit in their lives and they don't do anything with themselves or you can focus on things that matter in your life and you know, like going back to when I was saying you got to enjoy the journey, like everyone's just trying to get to the end result. But once you get to the end result, it does nothing for you. That's just like, you know, turning on a video game and you just want to get to the end and pass it off. What are you going to do after you pass off the game? Like literally you're going to do nothing. Like you're going to want to go to the next game. So that's yeah. how I learned to try and change the dopamine hits in my own brain to enjoy the journey. So like, instead of waking up, like being like, oh, I got to deal with a bunch of shit today. Like, I've got to deal with this. I got to jump over this hurdle. Um, instead, I turned it around to like, what's today going to throw at me? Like, I'm ready to conquer this. Like, it's it like turn it into your yeah. game. Like, your own reality is a game, you know? And if you uh -huh. pass these, these things that are holding you down or trying to make you want to close the blinds and do nothing, like, look at it as like if you were playing your own game. Like, if you pass these levels that you're trying to get over, once you pass the levels, you know, you're going to be rewarded. You're like, now you're going to have money coming in. You can pay your bills. You can go on that vacation. You can get that car that you want. You can take a girl out on that date that you've always dreamed of taking a girl out on a date. You know, it's like, yeah, they'll, like you got to look at it like that. And then the dopamine hits start to come. And then now when you like go to play a video game or sit around, then those dopamine hits no longer hit you. It's more like, oh man, I want to get up and I want to get to work. I want to stay motivated because I want dopamine to hits. Dopamine hits, man. I love it, dude. So define dopamine hits for people that don't know what that is. 
So a dopamine hit is basically like if you were on social media and you post a picture and if you get like one or two likes on it, you're going to kind of be like, oh, but if you get like 500 likes in like a span of an hour, that feeling that you're getting is like a high. It's like, oh, heck yeah. Like people like, yeah. it. like that's a dopamine hit. It's a natural thing that your brain does to make you want to do something. Say like you see a girl for the first time and you know, it's like you all of a sudden, all, like, all, <laughs> like you start cleaning your house because she's coming over and you do all yeah. these things. It's because you're having a dopamine hit that this girl that you've wanted for a long time is now coming over. So now you start doing the things that you should actually be doing, <laughs> like cleaning your house, doing your laundry, making your bed, all that stuff. That is all because of a dopamine hit. And that's it. Uh, yeah. Know? And it's like us as humans, we either are like straight animals <laughs> or we're going off a dopamine hit leading us to the next dopamine hit. And that's literally all it is. That's all life is. Like if you think about whatever you're doing in your life, the reason why you're doing it is because you're chasing a dopamine hit. You know, like half, mm. the, reason why, half the reason why, you know, people are at the gym, it's not, it's not just because they want to get fit. It's because they want to look good for the opposite sex, which gives yeah. them a dopamine hit. That is why the dopamine they're hit. doing Exactly. You know, like, the reason why half the people play music and, and get into bands when they're in middle school is because they know the bands get chicks. And so they're doing it for the dopamine hit of like getting the girl, like literally so, stems off of a dopamine. hit. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. Dude. Thank you for breaking that down. Like a freaking professor that you are at times. So it sounds like people should be thinking about, Hey, what is driving my dopamine hit? Like, like finding the right dopamine hit, knowing that it's going to be there. Right. Like, like it's a given. Is that correct? Yep. So you should just try to find the right source of motivation. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like when you figure out what really like makes you move, that's what you should be doing in your life. You know, there's there's a lot of people that, you know, like I was telling you in the beginning, I started a couple businesses that turned out successful, but I hated it. Like I didn't yeah. do them anymore. That's why I started other businesses afterwards. And so, yeah. you know, when I was younger and somebody told me like, if somebody told me like my younger self, like a, the CEO that owns this business doesn't like his life, I'd be like, what are you talking about? He's a business owner. He's doing his own thing. Like, that's not the case. You need to be chasing what you truly love. Like there's a difference. Like you could be making a million dollars a year and being completely unhappy and getting no dopamine hits from what you're doing and your life would be complete shit. Or you could yeah. be $40,000 a year loving every fucking day of your life because you're loving what you're doing. Whatever you're doing is giving you the dopamine hits. That is like true happiness right there. Like even though the person that's getting true dopamine hits and like true happiness out of their life, making a fourth of the income that the other person's making, like I would choose a fourth of the income every single time because it matters what you truly are like happy about on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. Thank you for breaking that down. I mean, I, I, I'm familiar with dopamine, but I'm sure it's something that not everybody, I mean, quite frankly, I'm familiar with like the idea of it, the science behind it, but I've never really thought about it the way that you explain it, you know, with, re with regards to this sort of like cause and effect thing mm -hmm. with really trying to find like, what is the source of motivation? What is the real spark, you know? And if it's coming from a place that is truly authentic to your happiness or a place that is, you know, more uh, superficially driven, it sounds like. So that's a great breakdown, man. So with that, what does true happiness mean for you, man? What does it look like for you personally? True happiness for me is just adventuring, like doing, like seeing things that I've never seen before. Like, I, yeah. which is like traveling. I love to travel. I love to go places and explore 
places that I've never been before because when you have like an awe moment in your life, whatever it is, for me, it's traveling. For me, it's seeing historic buildings and things that were built hundreds of years ago. Like mm-hmm. to me, that gives me like the awe, like that is amazing. Yeah. Like, that is true happiness for me. And so whatever I'm doing in my life, I always have to have these awe moments. You know, there could be like somebody else, for example, an awe moment could be video games. I'm not saying video games are bad by any means, but like whatever makes you like completely happy that isn't a complete waste of time at the same time, like that is true happiness, no matter what it is. If it's fishing, if it's working on a car, if it's just traveling and exploring some place you've never been before. Um, yeah. That's really all it is. I like to tell people like, as, as far as like, what is your true happiness? Like think about what you would do if you were retired. Doing the whole like, if you had an unlimited amount of money, what would you do? Like that confuses everybody act like you've been through it. You've worked a shit ton of doing something you absolutely hated doing. Now you have enough money to sustain yourself. What are you doing? And that is your true happiness. That's it. Damn. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Or what would you be doing if like, to your point, yeah, money wasn't an issue and you had all the time in the world. That's a good, that, that's a good question for people to sit down and reflect on. So yeah, like, thanks for like, sharing that, man. Yeah, of course. When you say like money isn't an issue, your brain doesn't go there yet. But if you say like, say you work this job that you're working for the next 20 or 30 years after you're done with that, then what are you doing? Then your brain shifts to like, okay, like I would be doing this, you know, because if money yeah. was an option, I mean, I would be doing something completely different, you know, but sure. at the same time, like you just like life is crazy and it, and it goes into phases. I mean, like in 10 years from now, I may not like traveling. I may not be getting those all moments from what I'm getting right now. So true happiness is always changing. That's like yeah. life, man. It's like the ebb and flow of life. There's different seasons, 100%. 100%, man. Kenny, we're moving into the free time five, bro. These are just five fun questions to kind of get to know you a little bit more and just have a little bit of fun with you, bro. So what is your favorite leisure activity to do in your, in your spare time when you're not building businesses or growing a brand or working your car? What's your favorite thing to do, bro? Honestly, like, I think exploring, just, just going places I've never been, kind of what I was just yeah. saying just walking the streets and I live downtown LA. There's a lot of crazy stuff here. So either walking some crazy street I've never walked or going to the mountains on a part of like some, you know, like big, big mountain ground, like, you know, some sort of beautiful landscape I've never seen before. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, dude. That's actually how I felt in Southwest Utah last year when I got the chance to go. I don't know how far that is from where you grew up in Ephraim, but uh, I got a chance to go to uh, Bryce Canyon Mm-hmm. and uh angels landing and zions man and i never knew that utah had that to offer and i was just completely beside myself because my brain couldn't conceive that that type of landscape was out there but then there i was within that landscape i just felt like it was just so expansive i couldn't stop seeing expansion man i just was taken aback so i feel yeah. you're exploring some things dude yeah. it's like you're on a whole nother planet bryce canyon is crazy my my cabin is actually an hour away from bryce canyon Okay. We'll have to go sometime, man. I went during like the winter time. So there was snow and we were the only ones there. So we felt like it was just like literally our entire playground to ourselves. But I hear if you go during the summertime, you can actually like appreciate like the beauty of it a little bit more without yeah. like, the snow messing with the contrast. 100%. So, need to go in the summertime. Yeah. yeah. Dude. So what's one choice today, you know, big or small that you had to make like consciously that pushed you, closer towards your goal or towards your true potential 
big or small? Um, it was actually pretty big when I, so when I lived in Utah, you know, and I was making money BMF and all that stuff, I had my own house, you know, when I was 20 years old, I bought a house. I was living, living the dream. I was, you know, I had three cars and all that stuff. And I realized I wasn't happy and I realized I needed to change and I wanted to move to California and I wanted to become a businessman and I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. So I decided to give all that up. I decided to sell everything I bought for my house sell my house, leave my friends and family behind. I moved to California with my dog and whatever fit in my car. And it was tough. I started completely from scratch, but at the same time, it was the best thing I ever did. And I felt like I released the ball and chain because I was leaving the life that was too comfortable for me to just, yeah. it was completely unknown. And I was unsure, like, am I ever going to be able to buy a house again? Am I, am I ever going to have what I just had because everyone works their lives what I just had? And I just gave it all away to chase something that I have no idea about. And if I wouldn't have made that decision, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Wow. Yeah, man. Hindsight's 2020, right? Yep. But the beautiful thing about it being 2020 is that if you're smart, you can think about the last time you caught your, yourself saying hindsight's 2020 and apply it to the next time when you don't have the hindsight of the new situation and be like, all right. I think I know how this works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I love that, man. I love that. Um, I think I already know the answer to this one. But I'm going to ask you anyways. If potential were a physical destination on a map, right, what would be more fun to you? The entire trip or journey on the way to potential or just arriving at the destination of potential in and of itself? The journey, man. That's, that's what yeah, it's about. Man. all about the journey. Taking it all in, right? Exactly. The good, the bad, the ugly. Good. The it. I mean, it's, it's got to rain for you to enjoy sunshine and you know, there's, there's opposite in all things. It's literally oh, just straight. You would be bored as hell. Like you literally need the bad yeah. in order to enjoy the good and you need to enjoy the good to enjoy the bad, if you will, you know, but it's like, that's just, it's yes. Good. Gives you perspective. Totally, man. And then I'm big on visualization, man. I know that you are as well too. And you know, I want you to use this platform today as an opportunity to share with us where you're going to be in six to nine months. And, you know, you can interpret that however you'd like, whether it be personal, business, whatever. But I think the really fun thing about this question is, you know, you and I will obviously be talking before that time comes, but I, I'm going to follow up with you in that time frame. And I'm going to be very, very excited to see, you know, how close you got to the target. My, my, my personal bet is that you exceed, you blow out the water, but I think it'd be kind of cool to see what you say here today, what you lay out as prophecy and to see how things sort of take shape as time goes on. Well, um, I hope that Bella Bold is at 1.5, maybe $2 million. And then starting a second brand, I hope to be at a half a million to close to a million dollars in nine months from now. Um, I just started uh, trading stocks and options, which yeah. is another thing that's uh you know, breaking the habit of being yourself. I've always told myself I'm never going to wake up to an alarm and I haven't for 10 years. I've just, I've just woken up when I want to wake up. Yeah. So I had to condition myself to wake up at 6.30, well, about 6.15 a.m. every single morning to trade stocks for when the stock market opens. And I've been doing that for about five weeks now and I'm training myself to like read the graphs and how to make yeah. money in, within an hour of waking up so I can you know, yeah. make my money and then continue on with my day. And, you know, I've, I've won some, I've lost some, but I've been taking, you know, my losses as learning. I'm losing money yeah. on, on certain stocks, but 
then I realize like, why did I lose that money? And I look back at the chart and I'm like, oh, that's the mistake I made. And I'm learning, but I'm not, you know, I'm yep. not a ton of money, but I'm also gaining a lot of money too. And so I hope six to nine months that I'm really good at stocks and that, you know, I have the choice to continue on to e-commerce or just decide to sell yep. those businesses with Anthony. And Anthony actually trades options as well, stock options with me every single morning. Yep. Runs at 6.15 every single morning together. Yeah. You know, trying to teach each other. And so it's a whole nother avenue I'm going down, but you know, I think yeah. on months, I just want to be a confident trader, you know, on stock options. And, you know, I want to have choices in life. I want to be tripling. Oh man, yeah. dude, it's all about choices, dude. It's all about choices. We're very aligned uh, in that respect. I've been teaching myself the market as well too, man. I really just see it as a skill set that nobody can ever, ever take away from me that allows me to wake up and drastically change the quality of my life each and every single day yeah. that then gives me the ability to choose whatever it is that i want so i love that we'll have to talk more about that offline man and i have no doubt in my mind bro that you're gonna hit all those all those targets out of the water bro it's just it's honestly you know i'm so happy we live in this information age where access has never been easier because you know without me just doing a little bit of research on iPhone on Anthony on Instagram too, without doing a little bit of research, finding him and then getting connected with you, none of this would ever be possible. And, you know, I look at this as like a blessing because we're all in different wavelengths, but at the same time, it's, it's a shared human experience. And so to be able to pull apart some time for 45 minutes, you're in California, I'm in Iowa. And for us to share, you know, just different ideas as far as how we view the world and what our philosophies are, is just absolutely impressive. And, it's a blessing, man. So I'm, I'm so happy to have you in my life, man. And I'm so thankful, you know, to what you're doing and for you taking the time to come out, share with us. It's an inspiration. And uh, it really is just a, it's a testament to what we could all be doing, you know, and what's possible when you just go out there and you shoot your shots. So thank you for leveling up your life, brother. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Of course, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, Yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so... If you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.